Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of The Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode impacts a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of The Eternal Entrepreneur, and today we are going to talk about anointing. Anointing has got to be one of the most underrated, misunderstood realities of the Christian life. Within it is the power to build bridges in the kingdom to identify how and when you can partner with God and to have confidence that you are not just simply going through the motions of the Christian life. If you are a Christian business owner, a Christian entrepreneur, this is going to change everything, everything about how you view your work and your business. But first, pause with me for a moment. I want you to think back to a time when you felt completely fulfilled in something you were doing. You excelled at the task. You felt connected to God. You thought, I could do this forever. And this doesn't just have to be related to work. This could be a moment when you just felt totally and completely in the zone. Now I want you to think about what that felt like to feel connected to God through whatever it was that you were doing in that moment. That sense of joy, maybe even confidence that you were capable of doing whatever it was you were doing then and there in that moment. Now hold that thought. And I want you to think about when was the last time you felt that way? Maybe it was a month. Was it a year? Maybe even longer? Maybe never. I don't know. But that sense of connection, that sense of confidence that you have talent and that the triune God was working within you is what we are going to talk about today. That feeling, that assurance is called anointing. And we are going to unpack how you can identify and walk alongside it within your business for the purposes of kingdom work. But first, an example an example of anointing from my own life. So this story uh, happened in kind of mid-2019. And to kind of set the stage, so I had been asked to give my professional opinion uh, to a CEO and a consultant uh, about how their business could improve. And I wasn't the only person they asked, but I was, I was one. And they said, hey, in a week's time, we want you to come back with some thoughts on specifically how can we improve how we manage our teams at the executive level and then how can the business improve as well. Now, if you know me, you know I like this type of stuff. I'm kind of I have a bent for it career-wise. Uh, but I also believe that the Lord has gifted me and not just in a natural sense to be able to kind of think through some of this stuff. So the day came and I didn't have anything, nothing, zilch, nada. You might as well just looked up an answer on YouTube. I could have called it in. And that's nearly kind of what I did. I was going to just sort of rest on my laurels a little bit and just give them kind of my shoot from the hip sort of, sort of answer. But I do what I typically try to always do when it comes to solving kind of a business scenario type use case. And I came before the Lord and I said, Lord, I know how I'd solve this. 
I've got a couple answers here, but I want to stop. I want to create some space and I just want to know specifically, is there anything that you would have me say to them about how the business could change? And I just left space for it. And I'll be honest, initially I got nothing, absolutely nothing. So I prayed again, still nothing. Wait a little bit, still nothing. I got up to walk to go get a drink and immediately I got a very strong impression, a spiritual impression, uh, nothing of the emotions or of the mind that led me to understand that some of the highest paid, most kind of critical players in the business were not doing the work that they were supposed to be doing. And specifically, that looked like them getting too in the weeds. Uh, if you're familiar with E-Myth, you could think of it as analogous to working in the business and not on the business as it related to their areas of headship. And so I felt like I'd gotten a very strong impression that this is where they needed to focus. And so I wrote all of that down, kind of nestled it with everything else, and went to go talk to the CEO in this uh, consultant when my time came. And so I'm kind of going through everything, going through everything. And then it comes to this one point and I say, okay, guys, this is what I think you need to do. I think your highest, most well-paid players are doing some of the most menial work. And I think what you need to go do is actually go audit that work and see where they're spending their time so that you can quantify exactly how they are maybe misusing or could make better use of the time that they have. This is going to be better for them because uh, they are going to be able to focus on where their real strengths should be as those types of leaders. And it's going to be better for you because you're going to be getting the most bang for your buck as they are not going to be spending their time on things that don't really fall underneath the direct purview of their role. Now, you might notice the way I explained it to them was different than the way God explained it to me. God showed it to me at a high level. I gave it to them at a strategic level. This is anointing. The Lord gave me what I'll say is revelation. We've talked about revelation before. It's practical. If you can't put a wrench to it, there's no good in it. And then I used that within my skill set in order to help accomplish what God wanted to do in the life of that CEO and in that business. Uh, God had specific ends and means for that company that were really, really cool. So anointing is understanding that God rests on you, that he's willing to speak through you or work through you. And then it is you understanding as well that there is something in terms of the talent or the skill set that you have that when surrendered can do something that could not have been done otherwise. Now, to finish up the story, I give them all of this. I got to tell you, if you could be there, a fly on the wall in the room, their mouths could have hit in the ground. They were stunned. They're absolutely stunned. And the reason they were stunned, they told me, they said, Pierce, we don't understand how you could have known this. This is something that we felt, but we couldn't articulate. And we really want to go and implement this. So I helped them put together a, an audit plan for them to try and leverage. Now, I thought that was the end of it. 
about an hour later, I'm in my office and the CEO comes by, walks down, sits down and just stares at the wall. Doesn't look at me, just stares across the room at the wall and just starts shaking his head. As you can imagine, just shaking his head back and forth. He's looking at the ground, looking at the floor and he goes, how did you know? How did you know that that was what we were struggling with? And I had the opportunity to tell him specifically how I found out. I said, this is my process. You know, I know what I think I know. Then I go to the Lord in prayer and this is what he shows me. And then combined, we get an answer. And so it gave me an opportunity to kind of share my relationship with God, kind of a behind the scenes with him, uh, which seemed to kind of impact him a little bit, which was really, really neat. And I want you to understand this point because an eternal entrepreneur is a Christian business leader who can solve problems in the spiritual realm and manifest those outcomes in the physical world. In some Christian circles, anointing is just out of as you know strictly spiritual kind of terms. Some think of his anointing as being like a special empowerment, uh, a gift from God's spirit. Some think it's permanent. Some think uh, you know it only comes on you by touch. And others believe anointing comes and goes just, you know, kind of as the spirit leads and you can't really understand it, trust it or rely on it. It's just when it's there, it's there. When it's not, it's not. Now, we're not going to go into all of the details of the different history and aspects of anointing. But for our purposes, I want you to understand anointing as the power of Christ, your Savior, poured out onto you. Anointing is in part just talent and skill. It has been redeemed. It is the breath of God enlivening or embodying a skill set. And this is what happens to anything, any skill set, any talent, any ability that is offered to the Lord for his purposes. Namely, the gift itself, that thing that you have, it becomes set apart. Now, if you were to go look up the definition of anointing, you'd see a couple things. One, you'd see that it has kind of a rich background in just setting things apart, consecrating things. So, And it didn't even have a spiritual connotation to begin with. Uh, shepherds would consecrate, would they would anoint, rather, their sheep. They'd put oil in their ears and around them to keep kind of bugs out. It separated them. It kept them holy, kept them clean uh, by the fact that the oil there repelled other things. So it kept them kind of pure in a sense uh, from the other sheep who weren't anointed. Now, kind of as the idea evolved, it got used in a symbolic way to anoint leaders. So if you think about different times in the, you know, the Bible when uh, oil was poured on different leaders, uh, that was a symbol of being set apart. Now, we know that in Christ, we've already been set apart and we have a holy office. We are kings, queens, born into a royal priesthood. And that's really important because you have the anointing. You just need to kind of learn how to abide in, activate, realize that it's there and it's going to change the way you go about things that felt typically just very natural. Now, the verse I love when it comes to talking about anointing is 1 John. Uh, it's 1 John Chapter 2, verse 27, it says, As for you, the anointing you received from him, meaning Christ, remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. 
think about a time when you did something and you didn't need to know, have someone teach you. You just kind of felt it. You just knew how to do it. Intuition, embeddedness, it was just on you. But his anointing teaches you about all things and that anointing is real. It is not counterfeit, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Oh, I love that verse so much. Okay, so let's unpack it a little bit though. The first thing you Bible scholars are going to say is, Pierce, isn't this in context of kind of knowing God and things about God and the revelation of Jesus? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's super important. I need you to hold that thought. But notice that the anointing of Christ teaches you about all things that are related to Christ. How many of you know that once you are doing kingdom work, you could be doing the most basic black and white, boring, or just run-of-the-mill thing, but because you are connected to the Almighty, that thing becomes more than just another thing. That job becomes more than just another job. That task, that idea becomes more than just the thing you are doing, and it takes on a life of its own because it literally has. Eternal life, life living within you, that life that Christ has given you, has changed you. And has allowed you to do things with an undercurrent of the Holy Spirit working through you, which creates different outcomes than whether you had just operated out of your own talent or your own ability. And that is what the anointing is talking about. And that is super important too, because as you choose to take those things that God has put within you, those things that you know that you know God has given you as things that you for you to enjoy and for you to enjoy Him in, you have experienced what it's like to just kind of operate in your talent or something you're good at. And it was great. You got recognition for it. And you also know what it's like for there to be a holy space when what you did was not just another thing that you did. It wasn't just another day. Uh, something was different. Something was in the air. And that was you experiencing the anointing in part because of the posture of your heart. The Bible has some really cool examples of this too. You want to check out Exodus chapter 31. Uh, we don't have time to go into all of it, but you're going to want to read the whole whole chapter. I'll read you just three verses. Check them out. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, that's a name, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, now pay attention, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and and all craftsmanship, pause. Listen to those key words there. Ability, intelligence, knowledge, and craftsmanship. Now, when you think of the Spirit of God falling on you, what do you typically think of? You think of uh, a a pastor uh, that is um, extra special. You think about kind of a ministry leader, an evangelist, maybe someone you've seen on TV or someone who's just kind of in the zone from an evangelism perspective. How often do you think about ability and intelligence and knowledge and craftsmanship? How many of you know half the hurdles we come over have to work through in this life have to do with the way we think about things? Oftentimes, we know that we want to go do kingdom work. We know that we want to build a kingdom business. 
but we don't see what we're doing as set apart. We see what other people are doing as set apart. And because of that, when the opportunities come to partner with God, we are not connected mentally into what God is thinking about. And so we aren't thinking as him. And so our work is cut off. It's siphoned from the spirit of God because we're not thinking about it in terms of it being holy. And I love this example in Exodus because these, it was actually two guys, Bezalel and Uri, I want to say, Oheliab, no, Oheliab. And these two guys were like, I mean, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy anointed. The Bible gives a, a list of all the different stuff they do, but it wasn't like a Levitical sort of work. They were building the house of God. And it says they were extremely talented in type in like woodworking and gold making and bricklaying and all of the different tapestries and the ornaments and everything else. One guy was kind of a construction worker leader. The other was more administrative, which is cool. But the spirit of God rested on them for those things. And that's great because we need to see our work in the same way. Okay, so we got it. Anointing is in part talent and skill that has been redeemed. It is the breath of God enlivening, indwelling, abiding in a skill set. So how do you activate this, Pierce? How do you move in it? How do you kind of become aware that it's there? So you participate in anointing when you come to terms with the fact, the reality that you as a person are set apart and then that the talents and skills and vision within you must come under that reality. So often we think about our hearts as belonging to God, but not our hands, you know? And this is why so often we have confidence in our salvation, but not in the work of the kingdom. It's that exactly. So just reality check, how does the idea of anointing sit with you? Have you ever considered anointing or that you are already anointed? If the idea is new to you, I want you to thank God right now in this podcast, pause it, for the gift of anointing and the work of Christ on the cross. I want you to prayerfully consider how you can work from a position, a position of anointing. Begin to thank God for the reality that he has set you apart and that he has set you apart for good work. And if this is a challenge, you need to start and just be honest with that and say, God, I need you to help me see myself this way. I need you to help me overcome the mental barrier that I am in fact anointed, set apart for good work so that I can take part in these other things. And once you've done this, once you've been honest, I want you to make a list of your talents, your skills, your virtues, anything that you are proud of that you think you are particularly competent in, or even others have uh, said that you are really good at. Anything that you're good at or enjoy. Now consider, prayerfully consider, how can these things be given to God in practical ways? And once you've done that, I want you to begin to see your skill set and your talent as kingdom tools, not simply extensions of yourself, of your abilities, your innate whatever. Now the next time something comes up that you could lend this extra skill of yours to before you lend it and just think, man, I'm really good at this or, you know, this is fun because I can do it well. Pause 
and ask the Holy Spirit, all right, what could this look like if you were directly working through me? And just give him some space. Give yourself some space to abide with the Lord before going into the work. And oftentimes you will find that your approach, even though it's going to be operating from those things that you're good at, the outcome will be completely different because you you provided space for God to work through you. Okay, one last thing to consider. Uh, this is a pro tip. Uh, you need to lay down any kind of sense of pride related to your work in order for God to have greater access to these things that you think you know make you special or do make you special. Uh, anointing and judgment don't mix. We can't judge negatively. Uh, another person for operating in the anointing. You know what I mean? Sometimes you see someone do something and they're talking a lot about God and they're also doing things really well. And you're like, "Ah, I don't know about that. You need to let that go. Uh, Whether it is of the Lord or it's not, uh, you'll know it by their fruit. And so we just, it's not helpful to judge it, especially if it's another sister or brother. And then secondly, we can't judge ourselves too rightly, meaning we can't get very prideful about the skill set or the talent or the abilities that are already within us because they're only within us because of the Lord's divine hand, his um, presupposition to give those things to you. Okay, so that's all we've got for today. Go forth, prosper, go forth with the agency that God has given you and the understanding that the Almighty is living within you and wants to partner with you in everything that you do. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review and share this with a friend. It would help us out tremendously. Also, if you'd like to stay in touch and get a free copy of the first chapter of Pierce's new book, Calling, How to Partner with God in Any Business with Any Boss at Any Place in Life, then click on the link in the show notes to sign up for our weekly email or visit piercebrantley.co slash podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.